and let me tell my story. Uh, I, I've made what is either my greatest jingle ever uh-huh. or my worst jingle ever. Oh. I was I'm... just <laughs> I was just making it while I was waiting for you because I was doing my my um, microphone checks and I just made a weird noise and mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I wonder what I could add to this. Uh-huh. So I've made an absolutely phenomenal jingle. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I look forward to hearing it. I've been jingleless for a week. Last week was so frustrating because everything was ready to go. My laptop was working fine and then all of a sudden it just wasn't. You're telling me it was frustrating. Ugh, I was so ready. I was so ready. With the greatest of conspiracy theories that we have been... It's not even a theory. It's just just to be accepted as a straight fact. Oh, so very similar to mine then. Very similar to mine. Oh. But maybe not at the same time. Who knows? So... How have you been? We've had a week away from this. I assume we've just started it at some point. Yeah, presumably. Um, I've been all right, you know. Um, surviving. Life and all that. Portsmouth are okay sometimes. Eh. I think we played quite well on Saturday, but we should have won. Should have won. Definitely should have won. But do you want to introduce it? Oh yeah, I guess I probably should. Bring the enthusiasm and all that. Welcome back to Extremely Interesting. <laughs> Um, we missed you during our week away. We hope you missed us too. If you did, that's kind of sad. But this week I'm joined with, I don't know if I've used this one already, but um, famous Knight of the Round tem- tem- Temple, Knight of the Round Table, Sir Dancelot. Sir Dancelot? Yeah. Oh, have you used that? I know it's been suggested to me before, but I don't know if I've ever actually used it. I might have done, I might not have done. Yeah. Oh, I honestly don't remember, but... If you haven't, happy to be here. If you if have, have, it's good to be back. We would never know whether or not you've actually been on it before because, you know. Absolutely, I am not who's going got back the time? to listen. Well, um, th- we have, obviously, we have a recent addition to our listener base. Oh yeah, of course. And um, she said that she might go back and listen to them all from starting with the first one. To which really? I said, you, re- I was like, oh. I was like, oh my god, really? Why would you do that to yourself? Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Why would you subject yourself to 31 episodes of just rubbish? Oh yeah, this is episode 31. We we decided uh, after episode 30 it was a good time to take a break. Yep. That's, that's the reason. It was planned. My laptop didn't just explode. I really thought it was going to. It was being, It was showing me really weird things on the screen that I'd never seen before. And it was so loud that I was like, this thing is literally about to explode. I was like ducking for cover behind my chair. Mm. But then it didn't. And I got it to work. I did multiple updates. I had to uninstall and reinstall Steam for some reason because that was crashing everything. Good old Steam. It's this bloody Steam (laughs) shit. (laughs) I knew that was coming. That fucking Steam shit. It was trying to do like some like 11.8 gigabyte um, smite update. Uh-huh. And that for some reason was crashing everything. Still play smite, do you? I do still play smite. I guess I just hadn't in a few weeks. Got got any better at it? Excuse me. I was very good at smite. Were you? What was? Um, who's your main? Who's your main in smite? Ra is my main. <coughs> I can't Jesus, remember. That was awful. <coughs> 
<laughs> no, it's just not working. <laughs> That's going to sound great. Just us two to. going. <laughs> You're going to have to really like amplify the audio on those ones just for people's listening pleasure. But would you say your laptop was showing you dark signs? And that's that was, yeah. <laughs> Is this kind of some sort of poor people joke that I'm too rich to understand? <laughs> Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> that is a phenomenal meme that does not get used enough. Fucking so, shout out to Horrible History. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Horrible History, isn't it? You're like, why can't you work like that? This isn't the love you want. What the fuck are you on about? Your hope for recording a podcast last week was descending. And you were like, if you don't work, laptop, this place will become your tomb. Oh. Sleep token. Yeah. The Ding, ding, gr- ding. He got it. It took me a while. But talking of sleep token. I feel like we shouldn't start talking about the new sleep token album because then we will spend the rest of the podcast talking about the new sleep token album. It's the best album of the year so far. Oh, easily. Easily. Hands down, ha- it's the like, best. How? they Their last album, Sundowning 2019, was so close to being album of the year for me. Even it though only you listened to it later, Dave... didn't you? Huh? Didn't you listen to it after 2019, though? Yeah, but it still it can be retrospect retrospective album of the year. Okay. If Dave hadn't released one of the greatest albums ever made, in my humble opinion, that year, then it would be my album of the year. And they've they've topped it. I really think they've topped it. They have. I think I it's a better album. I honestly don't know what to say. They've released two flawless albums back to back. I personally was in floods of tears. I was just covered in goo. I was at the gym. Covered in goo. <laughs> I was tra- covered in goosebumps, is what I was going to say. <laughs> but I was at the gym. And I, I couldn't focus on my workout because every song was just hitting absolutely differently. Mm. Like, two flawless albums. And if there's people listening who, are th- who haven't listened to either of these albums... Um, and they're thinking, oh man, this band must have released two really good albums back to back. No, 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 no. Do not get it twisted. They have released two flawless albums back to back. Like this is unprecedented flawless. territory. This is like they're on brand new trajectory. Even with brand new, yes, Deja Intendu is the best album ever made, <clears throat> in mm. my opinion. But their, their debut, it's a bit, it's got, it's got faults. I really like it, but it's got some faults. Mm. I can't think of a single fault in either of these albums. No. They're just incredible. That's all there is to it. Like, just absolutely incredible. I was, like, gobsmacked. I was expecting it to be good because, well, I was just extremely excited for it. And then I put it on. I was going to listen to it, like, with while I was working because that's how I listen to most albums. I have it in the background because... I don't have time to just listen to it otherwise. I was half tempted to stay up until midnight for it. But then I was what was I doing on the Thursday? Oh, I went to I I went to Brighton on the Thursday. Had a had a cute pizza date and then we sat by the beach and all that. No. It was very cute. So I didn't stay up to listen to it because I got home quite late and I drove home, so I was quite tired. But yeah, so I started listening to it and like five seconds in even though i started it at probably like oh quarter past nine or like half nine and i start work at 10 
and I was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna do anything. But I just I just sat with my headphones in in my chair and just weeped <laughs> at how beautiful it was. I legitimately cried twice during the album. Album. I definitely shed a couple of tears, but because I was at the gym, I had to be like, suck it up, Dan. <laughs> Boys don't, don't just cry. Just be sat here crying at the gym. <laughs> But it's difficult not to. I've listened to it three times. I listened to it for the first time yesterday. Mm. And then I listened to it at work again today. And I listened to it on the way home again. Because my bus journey takes fucking like an hour. Ew. Do they have any petrol? I assume so. (laughs) The bus definitely made it. And I just can't believe how good this album is. It's so good. It's like unbelievably good. Everyone listening who hasn't listened to Sleep Token, listen to Sundowning first. And then listen to this album. But give these albums your full attention. Yeah. Don't just listen to them in the background. Give these albums your full attention. Because they are like works of art. Like flawless works of art. Like I know I'm a I'm a sucker for a band with like a bit of a gimmick. You know. Slipknot, ICP. You're wearing an Ice Nine Kills t-shirt right now. I am now. wearing an Ice Nine Kills t-shirt right now. Even to a lesser extent, like my favorite artists, Prince well purple rain you know mm. um 1975 and 21 pilots both have clear eras like between their albums like they dress differently and put everything differently so i'm a bit of a sucker for a band that does gimmick and looks which sleep token are no one knows who the members are it's sam but smith <laughs> it's not sam smith it's dan smith from bastille it's um who's that guy like james Ar- arthur was it james arthur yeah from the x-factor guy yeah i read a reddit post someone trying to say how that he was james arthur and i was just like no No, it doesn't really sound anything like him for starters james arthur has hand tattoos yeah (laughs) the only one that i've been like oh i definitely see the resemblance there is dan smith from bastille he does kind of sound like him but clearly not (laughs) it's just gonna be some guy it's It's not gonna be anyone just random people Mm. but my god they're so good the first album i don't know if there's any song on this album as good as the first two songs from sundowning no no i think alkaline is probably my favorite pick from the album basic yeah i know it's basic but oh i'm getting like like, i'm getting chill bumps like thinking about it (laughs) the first two songs on sundowning is legit the greatest start there has ever been to an album Mm. it's not um what's what's good starts to an album um I can think of a few off the top of my head. Um, Deja Intendu. Yeah. Um, Hello Apollo. Where shall I begin? Yeah. Um, Oof. Do 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 do. <laughs> just all right. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's the best because just you saying that made me go yeah. shivering. Let's go. Um, oh. oh, there are other like amazing like, starts to albums, but I can't. When you think, think of, of like them. transitions between two songs, the best transition on this album transition, <laughs> the best transition on this album was "Fall for Me" into "Alkaline." Oh yeah, but like the transition between "The Night Does Not Belong to God" and "The Offering," like other than like, what the fuck was the first song called? The first song on this. Place. No, 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 not on this album. Oh. Same logic slash teeth. Okay. The transition okay. from same logic into oh my 137 God. is probably the best there's ever been. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that, my This God. is up there. Do, 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 do. 
Started with psychodrama. Oh my god, chills all through my body right now. You know the, what? You know the, how I said we shouldn't start talking about the Sleep Token album? This has become a style. pretentious music podcast. From it has, on. but this Sleep Token have become my benchmark. You know, like how if someone says Ronaldo's better than Messi, you're like, oh, so they don't know anything. Yeah. This is my. If someone has listened to Sleep Token and don't like them, then it's like, oh. So you don't know anything then? Okay, oh, so cool. you don't know anything about music. That's fine. It's like if someone is like, why does Dave always use piano beats? <laughs> oh, so you don't know anything. And that same person was blown away by how weird Charlie XCX albums sound. Oh, yeah. I saw him um, or her say something about like posting albums they've listened to this month on their like Instagram story and they claim to be like a big music nerd but they've listened to like what six albums this month yeah they're like oh I'm a big music nerd and there's like <laughs> he's making it out <laughs> he's making a or they are making a Instagram page to talk about music and they've listened to The Strokes Charlie XCX and Radiohead <laughs> it's like wow try not to get too out there mate it's like literally he's like oh of all the albums i've listened to this month and it's literally what like seven albums like i know that obviously i listen to more music than the average person and music is pretty much my job not music making is my music. life not making music sadly but i work in the music industry mm-hmm. and how many albums have i listened to so far this month this is this has become us th- One, being two, really three, pretentious. Four, five, six, seven, like I'm just eight, thinking nine, back nine, about nine, us nine, talking nine, about nine, this nine, poor person's nine, Instagram page, nine, and I'm like, wow, we sound so fucking pretentious. We sound extremely pretentious. But I've listened to uh, 18 albums so far this month, so not actually that many. Wow, that's so much more. I understand why you were riffing into this poor person. No, but that's still 10 more. To share his no, but that's that's new albums. Hmm. Should we start start talking about conspiracy theories? Maybe, but before we move on to that. We have a sponsor. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> no, but a uh, fake name game. Eventually, we will get a sponsor for the fake name game. And um, if, I, if it's Raid Shadow... If I am ever sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, then that is peak life achieved and all that. Mm-hmm. But a uh, fake name game. If you don't know how the fake name game works, if you don't know what it is, I have two names. We've been branching out to name generators recently, and we're going to continue... On that mo- mold, yeah, mold. Yep. We're gonna continue mo- on that. Yep. Yep. That thing, trajectory. So, I Theme, perhaps I pulled up um, a business name generator. That's really weird because I just made an office reference, not office, apprentice. But yeah, go ahead. Entered details to do with extremely uninteresting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, these one of these is the name that it gave me, and the other one is fake. Okay. So we have Crowdy Cow Productions. Crowdy Cow Productions, okay. And Cooler Billy Collective. Cooler Billy? Yeah. Co- is Cooler it cool Billy. or cool? Cool. But, but with a K. Like Kool Aid for some oh, reason. Oh, okay. So Cooler Billy. Cool, 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 the Billy. Fuck it out. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Right. That's okay. a difficult word. I'll I don't think I, I haven't it. said that out loud. Yeah. So All right, I'll start I'll start putting my thinking cap on. But yeah, before we move into conspiracy theories, 
um go listen to the new sleep token album um go listen to new angels and airways album i haven't listened to that yet it's really good it's like top it's 10 really short though yes 37 minutes which makes me think they're probably going to have a part two next year <laughs> but we'll but see love wasn't short <laughs> true true 37 minutes and 10 tracks is really short especially when they release seven of the tracks beforehand yeah i only listened to i only listened to five i listened to five i, I stopped at half the album i listened also, to more than three songs before an album comes out go listen to the new one step closer album if you're into straight edge hardcore because they uh, released their debut album and it's really good oh you know what other album i listened to that was actually really good and i expected absolutely nothing from it uh poppy no I we buttered a bread with butter no rivers of nile it wasn't this week it was last week oh lil nas x i expected a lot from lil nas x and i got a lot um spirit box no the, the plot in you yes ah the plot i got there eventually <laughs> really i wasn't yeah. big on it i thought it was really good but i've never the... listened to the plot in you before so i really like his solo stuff who's his the guy from the plot in you uh landon tours Tourists, tubers. Land of Taurus. Landon Tourist. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's something along those lines. But yeah, he he makes a he released a solo EP um, earlier this year, which is still sitting pretty as my third favorite EP of the year. But this album, it was good. I really liked it. It wasn't probably... like top ten or anything, but I expected nothing, mm. and I got something that I really enjoyed. I'm glad. I, it got a 7.5 for me. The second half was a lot better than the first half. I just liked all of it. Eight. But anyway, conspiracy theories. Um, Seeing as we've waited for so long to hear your conspiracy theory, uh-huh. just hit us with it. It's yours. I it's yours. I thought you were going to say, it's only fair that we wait a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Your, your comedic timing is clearly greater than mine. Yeah, we all know this. But no, right. um, we'll let you go first, and I'll interrupt it as much as possible. Okay, right. I want everyone to brace themselves. Continue I'll start off braced. quite basic. It will start off quite basic. As a theory, I start to a theory, and you'll think, oh, really? This is what basic we've been waiting for? Basic theory for a basic boy. Yeah. So, I'm sure everyone listening has heard of a man known as D.B. Cooper. Is now. that the the bloke who jumped out the plane? Yes. He is the person famous for hijacking a plane. The yeah. only successful air hijacking in American history, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends how successful you think 9-11 was, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really interesting, but wasn't he in something? He was he was referenced in a film or something, or yeah, a TV uh, show. Like, oh, okay. But people now think Loki is D.B. Cooper. But, 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 I've figured it out. You figured it out? I've figured it out. Okay. It's not my own theory. I don't know what I'm saying. I've figured it out, but no, I've figured it out. You take credit for this. I would what take on you? full credit for this. So, D.B. Cooper, I'll give you a little background on him if you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, they never actually used the name D.B. Cooper. They referred to himself as Dan Cooper. And, like, I think someone in the media said, oh, he called himself D.B. Cooper. And it just kind of stuck, but he never called himself that. Interesting. A bit, like, bit like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But it, he was a man who um, hijacked a Boeing 727 in the United States airspace between Portland and Seattle in uh, 1971. It was actually November 24th, 1971. 
And what he did was he went on this plane, was sat there being very polite in a suit. Um, he was described as being very polite, very suave, drinking whiskey with a suitcase, mm-hmm. wearing a suit, having black hair and sunglasses. And also when people heard him talk, what are you laughing sorry. at? Sorry, um, it's just you, you called him polite twice and you said he was wearing a suit like three times. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a suit. It's very important you remember he was polite and wearing a suit. Okay. It's not. But you need to remember he had black hair and was wearing sunglasses. And mm-hmm. when he spoke, uh, witnesses said he had an accent, but it wasn't quite discernible where his accent was from. Mm-hmm. So they were like, it could be kind of like European-ish, but he definitely had an accent. And what he did, he was sat on this plane, being polite in a suit, <laughs> and he called over one of the air stewardesses. Stewardesses? Stewardesses? Air hostess. <laughs> good stuff and busted and said um sit sit down next to me and he'd actually given her a nice tip earlier on in the thing so she was like oh yeah sure i'll sit down to this polite man in a suit (laughs) with black hair sunglasses and a weird accent and he handed her a note and said i want you to read this and she opened it and it said i have a bomb to which he then showed his suitcase and did in fact have a bomb in his suitcase and he was like i want you to take this note to the cockpit where the pilot is so she was very scared and did and it and the pilot then was like ah scared we should do what this man says so he doesn't blow up the plane mm-hmm. and what he logical did was he then like called well he didn't he had his demands fed to air traffic control which was that he wanted to land a plane, get on a separate plane with just him, a pilot, $200,000 in ransom, which nowadays would be about $1.2 million or $1.3 million-ish. Dollars. Mm-hmm. And he wanted four parachutes. Okay. So they did this, you know, they landed the plane, took off, and he was like, I want the plane to fly to New Mexico. Uh-huh. So it's flying from you know the pacific northwest to new mexico Uh and at some point he's there with the air hostess and the pilots and just him and he sends yeah i didn't say that the air hostess was on there i know but she was and he sends her back to the cockpit and then when she returns he's gone he's gone jumped out of the plane with the money and the parachute and he was never seen again it's a good story a manhunt that lasted 45 years the fbi was looking for this man and they found nothing no trace of him so they did well yeah they did really well (laughs) it couldn't have gone any better if you haven't pieced together who it is already i've given you all the information and i don't know how you haven't but let's talk about the distinguishable traits Uh of db cooper polite often wearing a suit smartly dressed Black hair, sunglasses, and a weird accent that no one could quite distinguish where it was from. Hmm. And he jumped out with a lot of money. Well, let me tell you, if you haven't put that together, who shows up in the 2000s with loads of money that no one knows where he's got it from? Black hair, sunglasses, 
He's very polite, especially to dogs. Hi, doggy. Tommy Wiseau, the genius behind the greatest film ever made, The Room, was D.B. Cooper. Rory, what are your thoughts? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It was for sure a light bulb moment. It it suddenly (laughs) struck me. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) I mean, is there any other... No, of course there isn't. (laughs) I've told you all you need to know. Weird accent, probably European, no one knows where it's from. Sunglasses, black hair, polite, often in a suit or blazer. And then suddenly shows up with loads of money that no one knows where it's come from and has... No backstory is clearly lying about where they're from, clearly uh-huh. lying about their age. Uh-huh. I I don't feel like we need any more evidence, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's Tommy the... Wiseau is DB Cooper. Does the timeline match up? Not really. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I mean the plane jacking was what? Seventy It was forty nine years ago. So seventy two. 71. We haven't got to November 24th yet, have we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tommy Wiseau was supposedly born on October 3rd, 1955. Mm -hmm. So he would have been 16 years old, right? Yeah, but he's he's clearly older than that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He looks like a 65-year-old man, if that 60 or 5 year old man was actually 80 mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I want to believe the theory what do you mean? it's true There's other than the distinguishable features of the man I feel like I feel like there's not much else to this theory Dan <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like we don't need anything else <laughs> Roy, I'm 100% convinced on this and there is nothing you can say that will change my mind. I don't think there's anything that I can say anyway. I don't think I have enough to go on to really pick it apart. You have so much to go on. There's not, no, because other than the age and the... The age, the money, the hair, the accent, the sunglasses. Okay, but there is... Hi, um, (laughs) doggy. There is a sketch of the man, the FBI... FBI composed drawing. We don't know what DB Cooper looked like. Yeah, we do. We don't know what Tommy was looked like when he was younger with short hair. Mm. That's why he grew his hair out so long. But surely when the people involved heard Mr. Highmark on his merry way making mm-hmm. the merriest of films. With the best film ever. The fattest of cash. Mm-hmm. Surely when they heard him they would have been like, oh my god, that's Dan Cooper. Or maybe they just never saw The Room. <laughs> maybe they never saw The Room. Right. To be honest, it's like it's not like The Room was a worldwide phenomenon, to be honest. What do like, you mean? Yeah, people know The Room. Universe-wide phenomenon. These people would have probably, by the time The Room came out, these people would have been like, what, at least like 55, 60 years old. Because mm-hmm. I'm I guessing... Like- hmm? Yeah. I think the pilot, I imagine pilots being old. I don't know why I'm imagining the old an old man as a pilot. Well, the pilot was probably 
let's say roughly between 30 and 45. So by the time the room came out, they would have probably been like 60, 70 years old. So they mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen it. The air hostess would be probably 20s. So they would have been 50s by the time. And not, mm-hmm. you know, up to date with the underground shit film ring. What do you mean? Or phenomenal film ring, rather. Thank you. I mean, it would explain a lot. Exactly. Because where did those he get all this the, money? Those gaps in the timeline are starting to connect, aren't they? They are. They are. There is not a word you can say that will convince me otherwise. Because Tommy was a... Well, I don't think he claims to be 65 years old. I think people just say that's his birthday. Mm-hmm. Because he's never said when it is. When you actually go on his Wikipedia page, it says, like, unknown. He is international man of mystery tommy was he is he's the real life equivalent of mr flint cole <laughs> what a reference <laughs> that is a good reference 10 out of 10 for me on the reference chart i should make a reference chart no no okay no you shouldn't <laughs> where did you hear said theory on uh, tiktok tiktok yeah okay like odd like a proper tiktok no. no. <laughs> someone someone um uploaded a TikTok which was like a sound for someone to for people to react to. Uh-huh. And it was like, what is a conspiracy theory that you one hundred percent consider to be true? And someone just replied with this theory and I was like, You son of a bitch, I'm in <laughs> And I was like, Well suddenly all the gap suddenly everything makes sense. The world makes sense. This cleared up not only who db cooper was this cleared up everything to me I'm i consider surpri- myself an enlightened individual now <laughs> i'm surprised you were able to hold this in i'm like oh impressed. It's, been, it's been difficult it's been really difficult i don't know why my mind was going to kaiser sose instead of a you know a real life person like tommy was is tommy was a real life person though is he real i'm not convinced i'm really not convinced has anyone actually seen him in person I haven't. I haven't, so therefore he can't be real. Mm. People would argue that there are a lot of people that I haven't seen in person, but I would argue that they're not real either. As I believe there is a 62.58 chance that we are living in a simulation anyway, Mm -hmm. then who knows if anything's real? Roll the credits. But yeah, you're welcome. That was a good one. Um, you have now reached the enlightened plane that I am living on. Enlightened plane. Thank you. Thank get you. it? The banter. I, I, I'm, I'm the one who made the joke. Yes, I get it. Oh, I didn't realize you did that intentionally. It's not funny anymore. Everything I do is... In, I told you I'm on another level. <laughs> Everything I do is intentional. Uh, I can't wait to listen back to this podcast and hear my reaction when it clicks in my head that what what you are saying is actually what you are saying. That's going to be were, a good I, moment. I, you looked baffled. You were like, I was so where baffled. is he going with this? And then Literally, when I was, I was then expecting... When I connecting the dots. It was, uh, it was honestly like um, Saw at the end where oh, yeah. he stands up. And That's you were like, like, holy yeah. shit. For some reason, my mind was going to Donald Trump. And, I'm, and I really don't understand why. Because he... he I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you could find someone looking less, <laughs> less like the like. character you were describing. Other than, I don't know, Abdullah the Butcher. 
he does look less like him. <laughs> he does. He looks a lot There's less like him. There's the wrestling reference. There we Woo-hoo. go. There Pick we up go. that dude on the butcher. I, don't, I just tried to think of a big non-Caucasian man and Abdullah the Butcher <laughs> was the, the first butcher. one that came to yeah, mind. It's a good one. It's a good the one. bad man from the Sudan, even though he's not from Sudan. But other than I that, mean, he's, fine. he's closer to the Sudan than Akeem the African Dream. That's fair. One man gang. Various other names he had during his career. Hmm. You know, yeah. he was Akeem the, ha- 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 the African Dream. Yeah. He was like once in the final four of the Royal Rumble. He was. He was the last eliminated in the first Royal Rumble, wasn't he? Yeah. He won the first one- ever unofficial Royal Rumble. Mm. But that was as one-man gang. That, not was, as, a, that was not as Akeem the African Dream. I, wasn't he in the final four as Akeem as well, one time? Um, he might I, well have been. It was I like him, um, Earthquake, Hulk Hogan, and I want to say like Bob Backlund. Mm-hmm. That but, sounds plausible. But I might be wrong on that one. It was like the third Royal Rumble or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or the fourth Royal Rumble final for 1988. 1988 was the first one. So that's not the one you're looking for. Potentially, potentially. No, not potentially. It was. Results. No, that was won by Big John Studd, not that one. Yep. Well, you could have asked me who won the second Royal Rumble and I would have been able to tell you. You should know that. Hulk Hogan. Mr. Perfect. Okay, it wasn't that one. I don't think this one exists, Roy. 1991, it must have been. Okay. Uh, results. Hulk Hogan. Eliminated last. Earthquake. I don't think Akeem was in this rumble, Roy. No, he doesn't seem to be. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of there. I don't know what you're thinking of. Cut all of that. <laughs> don't cut any of that. <laughs> Keep that all in. What am I thinking of? There was definitely a time where Hulk Hogan was munching hey, on Akeem. No, we're not hey Was Akeem yet. the African dream over in the final four of a Royal Rumble? Okay, I found this on the web for what is the key in the African dream ever in the final for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> yes, brilliant. That, that is that is exactly what I said. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Who would have thought Siri would be so helpful? Exactly. Akeem, the African Dream, Royal Rumble. Actually, I don't care. I'll look it up later. <laughs> um. So I believe you also have a conspiracy theory. It's going to have to go some way to top mine. Literally, I don't think it can top yours because yours was such a amazing moment just in my life it built it had all the build-up and i would say it delivered it definitely delivered it was I like also... kenny omega versus brian danielson oh 100 percent uh good it was good. not like roman reigns versus demon finn balor <sighs> didn't or watch fish it. balor as he's known now fish balor he, he like a light went on and he flopped around like a fish <laughs> brilliant i wish i was joking brilliant <laughs> this is I... a this is a pay-per-view occur- this is like every pay-per-view at this point something ridiculous happens in the old dub I'm not. These are zombies, yet. though. That is a good thing. That is one. Uh, if there was a zombie, would Sandman come out and beat the ever-loving shit out of it with a kendo stick? Uh, unfortunately, not. He would, but they wouldn't be able to play into Sandman. They'd play like. I thought you were doing fucking. 
Chris Benoit's theme for us. Honestly, I almost was. <laughs> but no, Sandman's theme in WWE was very similar. Mm. But anyway, um, I was about to say something profound, but I've forgotten what it was. I'm so sure. I'm just going to move on to my conspiracy theory. Right. Let's move I'm away from the wrestling. We've had minimal football talk. Mm-hmm. A lot of wrestling talk and a lot of music talk. So I feel like we've got our tangents out of the way. Uh-huh. So I'm going to dive headfirst into my theory, which is all based around Mr. John Sullivan. No, it isn't. Mr. Jim Sullivan. Okay. Do you know who Jim Sullivan is? Jim Sullivan was the first um, husband of Nancy Benoit. Huh. What do you know? <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Was he really? That's Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan, I think. Oh, Kevin Sullivan. I was like, is it? I think it's okay. something. It's something Sullivan. Yeah, it was Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Uh, I know who Jimmy Sullivan was. Who was Jimmy Sullivan? James Sullivan. Jimmy. The Rev. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, not him either. Sullivan O. I still might get that tattooed. Not on my back, though. That would be a bit lame. Right. You are an exceptionally lame beaver, after all. All right, go ahead. I don't know who Jim Sullivan is. So, James Anthony Sullivan, but he went by Jim, was... Um, James so- Owen Sullivan. That's the ref. Yeah, cool. But, um, You're welcome. Shut up. He... <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like part conspiracy theory, part unsolved mystery. So, he was like... He was an American singer-songwriter uh-huh. who wasn't really famous, and the only reason he's famous is because of this conspiracy slash theory thing but yeah this, let's uh oh wait no this is hmm hmm i said, said is this the guy who like allegedly poisoned robert johnson no okay who was that uh just i can't remember his name okay so you watched that documentary no i just know that already oh, okay i haven't actually watched the documentary yet but it's on my to watch list watch it it's really good a bit of background into Jim Sullivan. Um, he grew up in the Linda Vista area of San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Don't know where that is, but he grew up there. Um, you probably pronounced that wrong. Linda Vista. I, feel I don't like know I... how you would have, but I just feel like you probably have. Nah, it'll be fine. Um, he was always quite a tall fellow and stood around six foot three in high school, which is secondary school. I don't know. I think that's between the age of like 14 and 18, but I might be wrong. I won't ask Siri. <laughs> um, no, I said I won't. <laughs> he decided to play music after listening to a local blues group, mm-hmm. which changed his life. He always thought he was going to be like a sports star. He was like high school quarterback and played basketball because he was tall sort of thing. Um, after he finished school, he married his high school sweetheart called mm-hmm. Barbara and joined a local rock band called The Survivors with his new sister-in-law who was called Kathy Doran. Remember her, she's important, I think. Didn't they do the song Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> no. That's they just were... Survivor. Yeah. So Jim and Barbara then had a son together and in 1968 decided to move to LA to pursue a career in music. Mm, as you do. His wife landed a, a decent job at uh, Capitol Records and Sullivan spent the time working odd jobs while he continued to hone his craft, you know. <laughs> Not odd job, 
odd jobs. Two words. So he wrote songs, he performed in clubs around the area and sort of made a name for himself as he was quite a talented dude and eventually got into more prestigious clubs around Los Angeles area. Mm -hmm. He became established in particular at the Raft Club in Malibu where he became friends with some prominent Hollywood figures as well as other musicians. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. I can't think of anyone else who was an aspiring musician and became friends with lots of in-people in Hollywood. Nope, no one comes to mind. Go ahead. Are you talking about Charles Manson? I am indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Big up Charles Manson. But He's no, only about five foot, though. Yeah, so quite, quite the, the opposite. opposite. Um, eventually, his friends and family sort of funded together to allow him to record a proper album, his first album. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Funded together. Whatever. Kind of makes sense. So he took the songs that he'd been writing over time. Mm-hmm. Got some leading Los Angeles session members. Um, I did have a list of them, but I didn't actually recognize any of the names, so I got rid of it. And put together his first ever album that was released in 1969 mm-hmm. and featured Sullivan's like signature sort of style-bending folk, rock, country sort of thing with some sort of more like psychedelic influences in there. And the lyrics sort of themed around his sort of spiritual and mystical ideas that he believed in and the title of the album was called ufo interesting i will i will download that and listen to it it's like 28 minutes long so you really should it's actually quite a good album all right jim sullivan ufo don't look up too much about it though i looked it up on spotify oh, okay download <laughs> and then put my phone down <laughs> so the album got some critical acclaim around the area of la a lot of critics and other musicians were like yeah this is really good but it never really caught on in terms of sales despite jim and his friends best efforts to get it out there oh that's a shame yeah so in 1972 a couple years after after this album sadly didn't take off he decided to record a second album which Mm -hmm. was self-titled and featured more sort of like a heavy production of it so didn't so much feature on his more like preferred styles of music you know it wasn't whereas his first album was very much him his Mm -hmm. second album was more of an attempt to try and break through Uh, sort of thing so but again the album was unsuccessful so he compromised his um his uh style for no reason then yeah yeah why should just stick true to yourself i don't know man i don't know Many of the critics were saying that the it was sort of marked down by the heavy production values of it that kind of overshadowed his clever lyricism, which yeah. really should have been... You say many of the critics. Is this what you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but shush. But his clever, li- clever lyricism, which should have been the centerpiece of it, but, you know, you live and you learn. So Sullivan's career problems sort of led him into a dark path of alcoholism and his marriage began to fail despite the birth of his second child. And in 1975, he decided to travel to Nashville where his first album, yeah, his first album had actually 
been sort of picked up by the local Nashville scene, and uh, Johnny Cash's producer said he was a big fan of it. Oh. So he thought, if there's somewhere for me to make it, that Nashville seems like a place. good place. Yeah. So he also wanted to go there because Kathy uh, Doran, remember, the person he was in a band with before. Uh-huh, his sister-in-law. Yeah, he, she was uh, she was working in the area as a singer-songwriter as well. So they thought, why not try and, you know, meet up, do something together, help each other out. Kathy sort of and thing. Jim. Yeah, exactly. So he packed up his stuff in his old Volkswagen Beetle ah, and sort of told <laughs> told his family in LA to sort of stay put because she still had, you know, uh, her job at Capitol Records. Two kids. You just stay put. You deal with them, I'm a girl not make it in the music industry. <laughs> kind of, but sort of like, you wait here, I'll come back to you if I don't make it. If I do make it, then you come and follow me. Oh, okay. okay. Sort of thing. It was sort of a, it was a mutual decision, I think, but I'm not entirely sure. There's not that much information okay. regarding it. I, well, had I to... am invested in this story, I'm not going to lie. Well... Sullivan left LA on March 4th, 1975 to drive to Nashville alone. Um, Several hours into the drive, he was stopped and cautioned by a highway police officer regarding his driving because he was apparently swerving all around the road. Uh Uh-huh. So he was stopped by police and they brought him into the station to check his alcohol levels and it was determined that he wasn't drunk. He hadn't had a hadn't had a single drop of alcohol. He was just exhausted from seven or eight hours of driving. Which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. So they told him to check into the Lyrist motel or something. Hotel, holiday inn, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he checked into the La Mesa hotel in santa rosa new mexico la mesa. which la mesa which i'm sure anyone in america will know the distance between california or la and new mexico i don't know it off the top of my head but i'm guessing it's a long way um well isn't uh nevada and arizona in between it those two Oh, um, I'm, having I to, thought, I'm having to look it up a map because I'm like... I'm I gonna thought be, I Arizona was bordering with Texas. and No, New Mexico Mex- borders with Texas. Arizona I thought borders they with New Mexico. Both did. And I no, thought no, Ari- no, 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 no. Arizona's between California and New Mexico. Oh, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting Arizona and New Mexico. I thought they were the other way around. Yeah, uh, you're right. I looked up. I'm not right about Nevada, though. Nevada's above. Well, he no. might have driven through Nevada. But yeah, that's a fuck of a long way from LA to New Mexico. But anyway, back to the back back to the story. He checked into the hotel or motel rather, Holiday. but he he didn't unload any of his belongings and oh. ended up leaving the the room key inside when he left and shut the door behind him to sort of lock the door. Looking at where LA is, he definitely wouldn't have driven through Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. So he left the room key inside the room and he went to the nearest shop and uh, bought a bottle of vodka. It was a spa. But he didn't drink the vodka. Important to remember. purposes. (laughs) I think maybe he was going to drink it, but he didn't drink it. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Then he, he got back into his car and started driving around the local area. 
He was seen the following day, about 26 miles away from the motel, at a remote ranch owned by the, I'm going to mispronounce this, but Janiti, Geniti, Geniti, Geniti. Sure. Yeah. Manitou. By that, by that family. Um, his car was later found abandoned at the ranch. Oh, ranch. And he was reportedly last seen walking away from his car into the desert. Oh. The car contained his money, papers, guitar, clothes, and a box of unsold records and posters and whatnot. Um, the car was taken away by authorities a few days later. And what happened to it is actually unknown there's no conspiracy theory about what happened to the car or whatnot it was probably just scrapped but what actually became of the car no one knows um a mass search was conducted by authorities and jim's family but he was never found oh um his debut album though has since become sort of a cult classic and i don't know if you would have seen but he currently still has around a hundred thousand monthly listeners on spotify oh does he go on jim yeah what what happened to him is um a mystery but onto but I'm the theories you have the answer <laughs> i definitely have some theories that was a riveting story though i Thank was you. so invested in the life of jim sullivan big up jim sullivan a lot he of background he became the drummer from event seven for <laughs> who would have thought it but that's why um, jimmy died so young because he was actually so old <laughs> if you want to hear sullivan. more about jim sullivan and the theories and just more stuff about his life because i'm not going to go too in depth into it even though i just did <laughs> even though you just um, did <laughs> we just had the entire background <laughs> uh top fives on youtube made a video on him oh, okay. which is good so go go listen to that I'm or watch watching that. some top fives videos the other day hmm. also known as yesterday i watch top fives a lot of the time it's fucking pissing it down here i don't know if it is there uh it's not it was raining earlier but I'm going to focus on one of the theory in particular, which mm-hmm. is that in the New Mexico desert, Jim encountered extraterrestrial life and was either abducted or left with them by choice. Uh-huh. I mean, his first album was called UFO. Exactly, exactly. Naturally, because of this, his first album being called UFO, most of these theories sort of draw from the inspection of his music that he released during his life especially as i said the album ufo and its title track which if you listen to isn't doesn't sound so much like i'm going to be abducted by aliens it's more like understanding of a certain character i'd say Uh there's the song definitely revolves around the character i can't remember all the lyrics and actually how it goes off the top of my head which is kind of but i'm sure embarrassing. it's a certified hood classic <laughs> indeed but the combination and the more experimental and intricate sounds of this album mixed with his more mystical songwriting led some to believe that jim had a deeper understanding of extraterrestrial extraterrestrial themes mm. and their ways of life you say some do you mean you maybe <laughs> but also me is he on another plane like me and that guy from Heaven's Gate? Yeah. He's on another planet, Dan. 
With you. I think with you. Well with you. <laughs> with you. We were afraid to say reference. Love it. Big off another girl, another planet. <laughs> another what? classic. It is indeed. Some think that such was his extra knowledge of the extraterrestrial beings of the universe that he had actually been discovered by them and that they <laughs> he was a massive star on their home planet <laughs> <laughs> it's like interstellar 5555 they kidnapped him from earth to go and get their win a fucking grammy on their home world i mean kind of that this the story is kind of well i mean the theory is kind of that he had actually been making contact with extraterrestrial beings and they that they had told him that his mind was too what's the word i'm looking for advanced advanced yes his mind was too advanced for earth and that he had to leave earth to behind and go live a more enriching life i suppose on a different planet yeah i'm waiting for them to show up for me any day to be honest it would be nice i'm i'm like staring uh, staring out at the sky just being like surely this podcast is taking off on another <laughs> planet it's too good to not to not right? just the biggest podcast on mongolia but also the biggest podcast on neptune what do you think people from Neptune are like? If they I don't existed? think they exist, really. <laughs> but if they existed, do you think um, they'd be like cold? You know the water planet from um, Futurama where Fry drinks their emperor? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm imagining. Even though that's a really hot planet and I imagine Neptune's very cold, I'm imagining that. Interesting. But yeah, Jim Sullivan. But some say that the theory of him knowing that he was going to leave this world behind sort of explains his more strange and irrational looking behavior like you know checking into a motel and not taking anything out of his car and ditching his car with none of his belongings and buying a bottle of vodka and not drinking it and leaving his key to the motel in the hotel room it's a bit it's a bit odd. He was definitely acting strange. That is a bit odd. And I didn't actually write this down, but when he was found at the at the ranch, ranch, ranch or ranch, what do we say in this country? I don't care. Okay. Ranch. Ranch, probably. When Isn't he was that found. That's like, like a sauce or something, a dressing. That they ranch like dressing, a... yeah. Ranch. But when he was found there, the woman of the family like asked him, like, what are you doing here? Do you have a problem? And he said, do you? <laughs> and then he left. Something along yeah, those lines like, anyway. Yeah. Fucking legend, mate. I stand Jim Sullivan. Probably the strangest behavior is walking off alone into the desert with none of your belongings. That is strange. It would Maybe be very he, strange. Um, he was driving around like, woohoo, I'm going to be able to i'm gonna go join the aliens and then he was like i'm gonna celebrate with a bottle of vodka and then he went and bought the vodka and they were like you're not allowed to have the vodka and he was like mm -hmm. he was he they were like no fluids and he was like oh why well, i guess i'm gonna fucking stormed off to this ranch and he was in a bad yeah. mood because he wasn't allowed to drink the vodka he just bought and someone was like do you have a problem he's like fucking do you prick <laughs> i thought he left i thought he left. left this world and yeah that's that's the theory that jim just left this world because his body was never found. It was never determined what happened to him. There are some theories about a body that was very similar to Jim's being found 26 miles away. But supposedly there were tests done on this body. And it was determined to definitely not be 
Jim's body, even though it looked similar to Jim's body. Do you but, think he's evolved into a different, like he's evolved into an elder being now, and he eventually will be coming back to consume the earth? I mean, no. Someone should write a book about this, or like make a band about it or something. If only I could think of a name for them. Ah, Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Christ. Christ. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure you've missed that. That was that was something. That was definitely something. But yeah, that's all I got, really. It's just the... I think it, you say that's all you got, but you gave us an entire retrospective on the life of Jim Sullivan. Yeah, I realised that... he was that... definitely abducted by aliens. I realised that this is conspiracy theory week, and I just spent the whole time talking about Jim, and then very minimal parts about the conspiracy theory. Yeah, but, but mine was good enough. Yeah, yours was good enough. Um, His family, actually, this is one more point. His family actually don't say that the theory is complete rubbish they're like yeah they're they, like if any he was definitely an he was definitely if anyone on this earth was going to have had contact with aliens it would be this guy that's pretty much it they said and i quote it would have been a fitting goodbye for jim and his mystical philosophies so that's nice that he just nice. fucked off it was like yeah <laughs> aliens and that uh, you would wouldn't you i don't know if i would no, I don't think I would either, but I'm sure Jim Sullivan would have, as yeah. shown by the fact that he did. They were like, your I think music... Tommy Wiseau is also <laughs> one of these like elder beings. Maybe, but where did Tommy Wiseau get his suit from beforehand? What do you mean? And become so polite? He just always was. Just he always was just was. born in... He's an elder being. He was born in a... That's just his skin. Oh, okay. No, it he... isn't actually, because we've seen him naked in the room, haven't we? We've seen him having very, very um, convincing sex. <laughs> That's my one complaint with the room is there's too many sex scenes. That's your one complaint. Yeah, like literally, I think the room is a flawless masterpiece. It is. And it's one of my favorite films to watch. It's just the sex scenes are too frequent and too long. And too um, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, unrealistic. Really, his aim is completely off. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the room if you haven't already. And after you watch the room, watch the disaster artist because that film did not get nearly enough appreciation. Yeah, even though I think James Franco is cancelled now, but I don't care. It's a great film. Is he? I have no idea. I saw something about Seth Rogen saying he wouldn't work with him again, and I was like, oh no. Does he not smoke weed, and therefore <laughs> Seth Rogen is like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like fucking Banjo. You do. <laughs> you sound a lot more like Banjo Kazooie than you do. Like <laughs> that guy from that laugh chain. <laughs> I would say I haven't played Banjo Kazooie in a while, and that's probably because I sold my N64. You sold your N64? Yeah, I never played it, so I thought they'd get. They should go to a, a home of people who played it and you know it's something that i got in like my mid-teens so i didn't have any like nostalgia with it i just played it because it was you know the games were good but i honestly i Did preferred you keep banjo kazooie no i didn't <gasps> that game cost like seven pounds dan <laughs> i could get it back what a thing to do that's like me selling spyro no it's not though is it it's because right spyro you played when you were like six years old 
I still play Spyro. Well, I don't actually because I don't have a PlayStation up here. Well, I have a PS3. Do you ever play that PlayStation 4? No, it's in um, Dickhead's room. Oh, is it? That's a shame. It is. I might go rescue it at some point because it is mine. Yeah. It's ours, technically. It's it was ours, our birthday but you're not here. Present. I still need to finish um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Before I'm the still... second one comes out. So. It's still the only reason I want to get the disc version of the PlayStation 5 is so I could play Spider-Man on it. You could just down- re-download it, couldn't you? But then I'd have to pay for it again, wouldn't I? That's a good point. And and I could play DVDs on it because I still have DVDs. But speaking of DVDs, um, even this isn't going to be one of our longer podcasts, but I think it's a... We're coming up on an hour and seven minutes on my recording. So I think it's probably a good time to... Yeah. Seeing as Portsmouth are kicking off in, ooh, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I need to make dinner and all that. I also so, need to make dinner. This is a good spot to end it. I feel like it's come to a natural conclusion. Mm-hmm. And no one could stomach any more of this drivel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can listen to any more of this drivel. <laughs> Shout out to Ricky Gervais. Oh, Ricky. I, wa- I watched his... um. His uh, best of Golden Globes things oh, the other day. Oh, that's really weird. I watched that the other day as well. Oh, that's so I funny. wonder if we were watching it at the same time. <laughs> we probably were. That would have been exceptionally weird. I don't remember what day or what time it was, but we might well have been. Yeah, probably were. But yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, This has been the greatest podcast of all time. Extremely interesting. Before we go, fake name game. Of course. Do you remember what they were, Dan? Um, Like calling the gang and something else close um crowdy cow productions and the uh-huh. cooler billy collective i feel like since you can't say one of them <laughs> you didn't come up with it well so, you had that thought before didn't you with the right. no you weren't you were wrong <laughs> was i yeah with the rap names well oh. i couldn't pronounce one and then you were wrong okay I'm not saying I'm not saying that's it again. I'm just saying you're gonna okay. need to think no, no, about no, no. it. I think you came up with Cooler Billy Collections Collective. <laughs> Cooler Billy Collective. That's what you came up with. Mm-hmm. No, no, fuck that. No, you came up with Cow Belly Studios or whatever. Crowdy Cow <laughs> Productions. <laughs> yeah, you came up with Crowdy Cow Productions. Okay, final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Oh, devastating. You should have stuck with your answer. Uh, I cra- Crowdy Cow Productions is the business name that this name generator gave me. That's and pretty good. I, d- I just don't understand how it got that, to be honest. It made me put in all these things like, oh, what's your, what's the name? Like, not the name of your business, but like two words to describe your business. Extremely uninteresting. Like, uh-huh. what is your business? Um, like entertainment and stuff like that. There were various other things. I put in quite some funny answers, but I can't remember them now because it was like three weeks ago, and it came back with Crowdy Cow Productions, <laughs> and I was good. like, right, okay. <laughs> but yes, That's the, the Cooler Billy Collective. That's the name of our production company for when we release the Disney World Order book. It's like the, it's going to be like to the stars where they do release so many things under that moniker. It's going to be Crowdy. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be Crowdy Cow Productions. It's going to have the extremely uninteresting podcast, the straight veg merch line. 
<laughs> Disney World Order. Disney World Order. Extremely interesting. Smartest things you've never heard. Yeah, our, our collection of weird bands. Write this down. This is going to be amazing. I need to make a logo for Crowley Cow Productions. Someone needs to go back. I say someone because it's not going to be me. And <laughs> listen, listen to all of the podcasts and bring us a list of every single weird thing we've thought up with as like an album or a band name or a TV show or a film or anything. Well, I mean, Any if only someone was going to go back and listen to it all. If only, if only. I don't know if I could task her with doing that. I don't I don't know if I want the relationship to end <laughs> just yet. Just be like, just subtly, just be like, you know, we were, oh, we were just joking about it in our most recent episode. So if, if you He's want to listen to this, if, if you wanted to make a list, unnamed person, of everything that we've mentioned, like our esteemed co-host Dance A Lot just said, then I wouldn't complain. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. But she is going to listen to this, so um, she can hear you talking about it like that. So well, then, I well, don't need to ask her. You already, you've already done it. I've already done it, so there you go. You know what to do. <laughs> She's not going to do it. <laughs> I, can I hope. wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it either, but that's not the point. Anyway, extremely interesting. Massive in Mongolia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, Saturday, 1 p.m., british standard time if it's still that when did the clocks change again isn't it sometime in october they changed halloween oh yes it is halloween spooky how very spooky um this this episode will come out on what like the first of october oh the second of october that is very spooky next week we're gonna have to be extra spooky because there wasn't much spooky in this one so join us next week for another spooky celebration and yeah anything else to add dance a lot I've got nothing to add other than if you've been able to pick up the rain on my mic at any point, I apologize because it's getting very heavy. That's a shame, but we'll see you next week. The end.